Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. Welcome to the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Latour Jr., my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's good, what's good, what's good? It's another great day, and uh, this is going to be, uh, 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 I guess, not really an unusual episode, but a different episode, but not really a different episode. I mean, it's just, I guess we're going solo, but we're doing, it's just going to be me and Paul today. That's basically what it comes down to, right? <laughs> It's just going to be us, bro. We got to, you know, branch off and do our own thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Diversify your bonds, as the Wu-Tang Clan says, right? <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm actually super excited this week because um, two big events happened with me this week. Um, one is my family. I've lived in Michigan for three years, and my family has not been up here to visit me. So I this week... My dad and my brothers came up to see me, and I just bought a new house, so they were kind of helping around, fixing things, uh, just showing, and then I was showing them around town. So that was an amazing time, just to spend some time with your fam uh, and have them, you know, see what you're doing up here in Michigan, and and they live in Florida, so it, it, it's it's a difference in weather for them, and it, uh, the first night that they came, it was like 50-some degrees, and they were like, man, this is what y'all call summer? <laughs> so it was out here struggling but uh no nah, it was just a great great event to uh have my family here for a week and uh finally get them up to michigan and see how i stay out here um oh no nah, i was just gonna say yeah man i see the, the you know dad i i follow paul's dad on well paul's dad is friends with me on facebook you, you, I don't know how it happened. It just happened. So, you know, to see the the, the photos of the fam and everything, and, you know, if you, if you haven't realized it already, my co is a big, 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 humongous, giant family man. I remember in college, whenever it was spring break, he had to always go home and spend time with the family because he told me if he did it, you know, they might he might come up missing the next time he goes back there. So big family man. And I know it really meant a lot to him to have, you know, his dad and his brothers just back visiting him in Michigan for the first time and once again I he has probably said this but I know for me it's surreal because we spent all of our time you know growing up with our parents and our siblings and now you're at the age where you now are invited them into your your home right like your your own place like you guys are now seeing how how I do it and it's it's surreal because you know at least for me I always feel like I have the little chip on my shoulder where I'm like I'm still my, 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 my mom and dad's child, but it's like I've entered this phase of adulthood where I have this own place, this fully function house that's I can call my own. So I mean I know that's a I don't know if you thought about it, but I know it's still a big deal, right? Yeah, it is a big deal. And it's funny because my dad was like poking his head into every corner of the house, man. And he was like, why is this like this? You got to do this like this. So, you know, even though it's your own spot, you know, your your parents still got to give their two cents because oh, yeah. that's just what they do. But, you know, it was all for the good. He he uh, he he's got a good he's got a green thumb, man. He helped turn my garden around. The front of my house is looking fantastic. So, I mean, he's right about a bunch of things, even though he likes to definitely put his input in at any chance he gets. 
<laughs> that's what good parents do that man when my dad came you know he was telling me everything i had to do when he was fixing he bought his tool set he he was fixing up my car fixing up the house he even he even made my toilet seats tighter because he said they were loose like you know he got all the things that i i didn't think about so i mean i just i think that's what good parents do i i feel kind of bad because you know when my daughter's growing up i don't know what i'm gonna do I'm, I'm that's what thinking. i was just thinking that i'm like <laughs> yo i'm gonna be that i'm gonna need that like youtube one-on-one everything like you know, that's how we going to be doing it. We're going to be like, oh, the toilet broke in? Hold up. Let me watch a YouTube clip real quick. Mm-hmm. Try to fix this one time. But, um, no, I just thought that was great. And then the second thing that by the time this podcast comes out, uh, my girlfriend is going to be moving from Florida to Michigan to live with me. So uh, that's a that's a huge milestone uh, for the listeners. They don't know probably. Uh Three. It's been three. It's been uh, about two years now that we've been doing a long distance relationship, me and my girlfriend. Uh, so you know, to finally be in the same spot and not have to go anywhere uh, is a huge step for us. So uh, definitely excited to see how she thinks of Michigan. Once again, can't wait to see what happens during the winter because you know that's how that's that's how I know the relationship is going to be tested cuz when them when them temperatures hit the zeros the tens you know how much you really love me babe <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a rude awakening the fact that she won't have anywhere to go so <laughs> definitely going to be interesting <laughs> yeah we definitely going to be inside around the fireplace but um so yeah that's just some updates for me I don't know Emilio I don't know if you had anything in particular that you wanted to announce on the podcast before we jump into our show today uh no i i did not have anything in particular to announce on the podcast i had a quiet week my girlfriend and my baby were in indianapolis and you know they they basically were up there with her family and i had a quiet week of going to work coming home and just doing me so i guess it's relaxing uh, a little bit sad being a big old house by yourself but you know it's only for a little bit because you know they're back by now but other than that it was a pretty normal week all right, that's dope, man. I mean, it's always good to get some quiet time every once in a while. You kind of lose that when you have a child, but, you know, every once in a while, it's good to have a little bit of quiet time to refresh yourself. True, true, true. All right. So this week's show is going to be a little bit different, like my co-host said in the beginning. Uh, we definitely wanted to start to uh, put the educated and educated hustle in. Uh, you know, I have four topics here that we're going to discuss all business related and also companies that you know and love and that you may be invested in or that you would like to know more about as far as their business goes. So uh, we're just going to kick it off. Hopefully you guys like it. And then, you know, if we get some more response about people who like this format of show, we'll definitely do it a lot more. Yeah, man. And I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic because I, you know, there's always been rumblings that me and Paul should do a little bit more solo content, but we love to guess too much. So that's why it's always rare. But, you know, let's, you know, take it out for a spin, show that chemistry off and let's get the people educated, you know? For sure, man. So first topic, big news of the week last week, uh, Disney announced that they're going to be dropping their own streaming service and also... Uh, they're gonna remove all their content from Netflix. So I don't know, Amelia. What do you what do you think about that? So here is the advent of technology that we have not thought about as much. So the, the millennials, yes, us, the the, the enemies, the, the the old heads <laughs> hate us. The young the young heads they don't they don't want to be us. So 
we have decided basically that we want things on our own terms and one of that you know one of the things that, that in particular has been cable so the old realm of cable with these companies is you have to get it you couldn't get you couldn't watch shows without it and because of that companies like espn disney they would charge cable companies a premium to, to have the rights to show them and the cable companies would make it up by um charging you uh, a premium for having cable so i was doing some digging i actually found out and i don't know the exact numbers because it's been a while but espn the right to show espn costs cable company a pretty p penny the right to show espn basically costs 93 percent more than anything else to show the right for so espn makes a lot of their money from cable now to get back on it disney owns espn so now what's happening is the millennials we we, we have ways around um uh getting cable so we do Hulu, do Netflix, we do Fire Stick, we do the free HD antenna. So we're cutting cable, we're cutting cable. Now we put big companies like Disney to position to where, okay, how are we going to get people to support us and give us money? So they they we, we everything's streaming now. They've entered the age where we can just stream. So Disney now, with all the Disney movies, is going to stream their own Disney movie. They also own ESPN, so they're going to stream ESPN. And now that's going to entice people who say, oh, I, I don't watch anything on Netflix or Hulu, or I don't want to pay cable, but I now want to pay for, you know, to watch Disney movies or to watch parts of ESPN. And I think it's, it sucks on, uh, for, for me, at least, because now it's becoming, you need, like, 12 subscriptions just to get what your, your, your daily intake is so you're you're paying a cable bill in another way because if you do the math netflix is like 10.99 now hulu probably about 10.99 i don't know what disney's gonna be but i don't think disney's gonna do it for the love and foot 10.99 i think they're gonna jack it up and probably throw some things in there then espn if you gotta watch that they're definitely gonna jack it up and throw some things in there. so now you're you're paying we'll be generous to say 50 bucks 50 bucks then you need internet to do all this your internet bill because you can't have crap internet probably I, once again, I'll be generous. I'll say 60, 70. So now you've just combined to you're spending over a hundred dollars, and you're not saving anything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not saving anything. I I I get why Disney's doing it because if if you know, famous line in in The Dark Knight Returns by Joker, if you do something good, never do it for free. You know, and I that's what Disney's doing. We have all these movies. People will love to watch them, especially for kids. You know, put the Disney movie on, let them just watch that. But now if you want to see them, you have to pay the subscription service. You want to watch ESPN, but you don't want to pay for cable, we'll give it to you in a subscription service. Everything is becoming a subscription surgeon. DC is making their own subscription service. It's like everything, everything, everything has their own subscription service. And now this whole thing of saving money has now become, am I really saving money? And now people, thanks to the millennials... <laughs> <laughs> have to think what am i what am i gonna buy the old heads who just take cable this doesn't affect them because they're not watching disney the young heads who are you know whatever they're watching now probably on netflix or something it's the millennials because we grew up on disney movies and now if we don't want to use if we're not sold on the, the the risky nature of fire stick we're gonna go and flock to disney and watch aladdin and the mulan for the 1500 time I don't think I don't know who wins. I really don't. I don't know if it's gonna be successful. I don't really myself. I see no point in having a Disney subscription service. Like I, I, I don't buy it. I rather just buy a DVD and just play it over and over again until they get sick of it, then buy another one for the low. But I mean, 
companies have the right to do whatever they want to do. It's their it's their money, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you touched on the ESPN piece because I think this is the part where Disney uh, has a lot of leverage. Mm-hmm. So the reason why a lot of people still kind of keep cable around, especially like you said, ESPN, is because live sports is the one thing that cannot be replaced by streaming because everybody loves their to watch sports live. It's not one of those things that you you go back and listen to or go back and watch after it's done because you want to be a part of the conversation. You want to talk about it with your friends. You want to go to work and be like, yo, did you watch that game? Uh, so I think like with the ESPN portion of the Disney uh, ah, subscription service, I think that's going to be a big reason for people to go to that platform. I mean, I don't, I don't really, we don't really know what it looks like or, or what it's going to be at the end of the day, but uh, I know for me, you know, I find ways around watching ESPN, but if Disney was to somehow get away from cable and, you know, make ESPN exclusive on Disney con- on, on the st- streaming service, that would definitely be a major play in the in the game and definitely shake things up. Yeah, it would. And I mean, that's 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 viable. Because I know people that, that can't live without ESPN. I, my former roommate loves ESPN. He would have it on just to have it on. Me, I can't stand ESPN. It's the same thing all the time. But you know, I'm not here to bash on ESPN because I don't like it. But what I'm, what I'm here to say is that one's viable to me. That one makes sense. That is a, a you know a, a, a big thing. And I feel like you know if they're throwing out ESPN, I feel like they could charge 20 a month for that. And guys will go, all right. You're throwing some things in there where the app updates your fantasy if you do ESPN.com and they give you little sneak peeks and little inside strategies for sports and stuff. I can see how they can inflate it to $20 and make people go, all right. So I can see the profit in that one. The, the Disney movie thing, I mean, I feel like you have to be a diehard Disney person. And I, I mean, I haven't met a diehard Disney person that's willing to spend whatever. Because I just can't see Disney saying that's going to be $10. I feel like they're going to throw something in there where it's just like... 15 or more but you know i digress <laughs> no i hear you i think uh i think um the big part of that is is that disney disney will do his thing and you know like you said in the beginning we don't know who wins but it's gonna be interesting to see what happens at the end um and I, that jumps into my next topics it's kind of related uh facebook uh is announcing its platform watch to complete to compete with youtube so um, this service is going to be similar to YouTube where they're going to have, you know, your little videos that you can upload, that you could share, uh, that you can put on for your friends and all that. And in addition to that, they're going to also jump into the TV game and host, you know, reality TV shows and have their create their own content similar to Netflix. So, you know, this it seems like a bunch of companies are trying to take over that space that cable is losing. So who's, I don't know who's going to take the market share, but what's your thoughts on that, bro? I didn't know about that though. That's, that's educating to me. It's an arm race because everyone's realizing people don't necessarily need to watch, you know, shows on ABC and NBC on network television because they don't really cater to, uh, I won't say us cause it's more than just black people, but they won't, they don't so care to people like you. I, I can, I can guarantee you, you, you find your shows on Netflix more compelling than what you could watch on, you know, live cable, right? 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. Exactly. So that's why they're doing it. Um, Facebook, that's a tough one because YouTube, YouTube is an OG. Now, I'll say this with Facebook. Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, he is, he's a boss. You know, he, he made Insta, he, you know, he bought Instagram. He got Instagram to basically ice Snapchat because I've heard that Snapchat yeah. is doing, you know, and it's all Instagram did was just copy Snapchat's thing. Facebook washed Snapchat, bro. Yeah. Or I should say Instagram, but they just washed them. Yeah, exactly. So now he's trying to step into the big dogs of YouTube. Here's the thing with YouTube, though. YouTube is, is basically, you know, it when we think of when we think of um, online videos and uploading all that, YouTube is number one and it'll be hard to really get people from YouTube because I just feel like the YouTube community is so, so big. I think they would, they can maybe make a dent if they make their rules a little bit lax, but I just don't think that, I think it's going to be sustainable. I think people will mess with it because it's something different. You know, um, I've seen it with other applications where they make another, make another thing and it's not, doing amazing amazing but it can hold its own i think that's what's gonna happen but youtube is too it's it's too it's, it's too big everyone if we grew up with it everyone knows that it, everyone it's easy it's on everyone's phone it's on it's just too big like it's, it's way too big but i applaud them because this you know original content there's a lot of money in original content hulu's trying to do original content amazon's doing original content netflix doing original content it there's a lot of money in it but it's it's hit or miss. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I I go on Facebook to check see what my friends are doing. I don't know if I'm watching the show that Facebook made. I I, I don't I don't see it. Maybe it's the Netflix loyalists in me, but <laughs> I just don't. I feel like I don't think Mark Zuckerberg got got that present <laughs> that's gonna actually get me involved. But I mean, kudos to them though. That's interesting. One of the one of the uh, first shows that I heard about Facebook trying to get on is a reality series featuring. The GOAT himself, LeVar Ball. They're following him around with the TV crew, seeing what he does, all the antics he gets into. Uh, and that's going to be one of their first kind of original content that they'll, be, that they'll be dropping on Facebook. I'm sure there'll be a lot of promotion around that. He's a polarizing figure. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, there's there's an opportunity to, to step in and dip their toe in the water. So if they... Figure out a way to, I guess, just make themselves different. You know, not necessarily try to replace YouTube, but yeah, they got to make themselves. That. Yeah, they got to make themselves different enough to where they can be like, oh, let's let's check out what's on this app instead of hitting up YouTube every day. You know, just kind of eat into the Apple, eat into the Apple, but not take the whole thing. You know. I mean, I'm gonna say my un un no no stock market business planner advice, but that sounds whack. <laughs> I think because YouTube did it with YouTube their original content where they make you know original programming with, with YouTube influencers, and I get it. YouTube influencers are you, they're not ready to be on shows. They're just not. You cannot take a dude that streams every day doing zany things, give him a show because it's whack. Like they're not trained to entertain people. The reason why Netflix originals work is. They're using actors who are damn good at their job. Same with Amazon. They're using actors that are damn good at their job. If you use these original, like, YouTube, like, how YouTube does it, it, it it's, it's it's lame. And then for Facebook with LeVar Ball, I mean, I think it's a reach. I like LeVar Ball. 
I, I, I think he's a great dad. I think he's a great heel. I think he's a heel. He's like a bad guy that says all the amazing stuff. But I feel like if I watched, I couldn't watch a season of it. I watched one episode, maybe two. Then I get played out. Because he knows it's going to be waiting for him to do something ridiculous. And then once he does it, you just feel bad about it. It's like, oh, damn, he ain't really have to do that. Like, I think he got in trouble recently for yelling at a female ref, Connor, you know, uneducated watches out there. And I'm sure live, like, it'd be like, yo, damn, he's it's crazy. He's going, he's saying all this stuff. And then when more people talk about it and you realize the depth, you'd be like, oh, that's not cool. I don't want to watch this anymore. So, I mean, you know, good luck with it. I think it'd be interesting if, like, they just made a show where he goes to his son's practices and just yells at him. That'd be pretty dope to me. Like, that'd be something I watch. He's like, oh, he's yelling at his son. That's cool. <laughs> but i mean to each his own i mean facebook good luck with it i know y'all got y'all gonna make it free i might peruse the first episode it's gonna take a lot to really drag me in because he has another episode he has another show with some other um tv network where they talked about his wife and his home style and all that and it was cool but i was like you know i can see how this gets played out i don't think it would make it to a season three probably won't but you know we'll see where it goes uh i just think it's interesting with the with the arms race, like you said. Yeah. Um, so we'll just see where it goes. And mm-hmm. uh, that moves on to my next topic. You know, people are definitely looking for jobs all the time. And oh, yeah. a couple companies are making it easy for you to get these jobs. Uh, we mentioned company number one before, which is Disney. And then company number two is Apple. Uh, they're outsourcing their customer service division to make uh, to entice people to work from home. So basically they'll get all the customer service calls from their desk at their house and be able to monitor those calls as if they are are working for the company in their office. Uh, so that's going to, uh, lead into my next question is, you know, would you take a job that pays pretty competitively to work from home five days a week? Do you think that's going to be like the new norm or do you feel the importance of going to an office and interacting with people and collaborating on projects? Those damn millennials. <laughs> got it again. Y'all do not like going to the office every day and giving your soul. Y'all want to be home on your own time, have Netflix in the background, working your marketing project, make a YouTube video. How dare you multitask? No, I, I mean, that is going to be the future. But obviously... Think about paying competitively. If you're working at home, probably 15 an hour maybe, and I might be generous. You're not gonna get paid $60,000 to work at home. And if you're in a 60k position, you aren't gonna be overseeing people who are at home. So I think that's gonna be the trend of people who you know they can get a job that's gonna make them a little bit of money. But that's not going to probably be I, I worked for 40 years as, as at home, you know, answering Apple calls. I don't really see that. I think that I see that more as a it'd be a good college grad job, put some, you know, low pressure, to help you pay some bills, eat your own place. But I mean, I think it's dope, but I think there's going to be definitely a uh, uh, a peak. So you say like, um that was that was cool to do in your early twenties, but when you get into the thirties and forties and you have a family, you start you might realize, oh, you know what, I, I should have I should I might need to be able to do more than this, you know? But I think that's a good trend though. I I do feel like in the future there's gonna be a, a, a lot of companies that let you work from home because, you know, gas gas is gas prices going up, um environment causes through pollution driving like that's a cool way of saying that we're doing you know doing our part to help reduce that but 
I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I can see it becoming a wave, but I feel like it's going to get capped at a certain limit because, you know, there, there's going to become a time when you realize I've, I've outgrown calling customer support while in my pajamas. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, I think so. Uh, in the article that I was reading this, they were saying that there are studies that uh, people are actually being more productive at home than work mm. because of, you know, sometimes when you're in an office, you get done with your project or you're just thinking about going home. So you're not really as productive as you should be. But some people being in the comfort of their own home, they're able to, you know, go and eat real quick from their fridge. They're able to, you know, take a you know few minutes break, watch some TV, come back, get their work done. I can see this being more of something as a trend for people who have projects uh, more than like people that work together on teams. So like if you're an individual who's very creative and like into design, uh, you can do all that stuff from your Apple laptop or from your computer and get it done you know, by a certain time, I could see like a lot of those projects them being like, oh, yeah, just stay at home because also companies can cut down on like office space and uh, being able to rent out uh, smaller buildings because a lot of their employees are not home. And that actually saves the company money than having to, you know, have to buy supplies, have to buy this, this and that for the people at the office. They can just save some of that money by having uh, a majority of say their IT section or whoever their creative design section work from home and that kind of covers their own costs. So it'd be interesting to see what that trend develops in the future. Yeah. I mean, it definitely would be, I, I definitely see that it's, it's going to be on the rise. Cause you know, I didn't realize, but there's a website dedicated to just getting people remote jobs to work from home. So I, I mean, I can definitely see it becoming a booming business and it growing and it becoming more and more of an accepted norm. And of course, you could do more stuff at home because, you know, you're in an environment that relaxes you. Sometimes going to the office is just you're around people you might not like. You you, you, you mm-hmm. see things that you, you know you don't like and you get reminded like, oh, man, this, this is just not the move. So I think that's going to be a, a definite option in the future to help people uh, increase productivity. True, true. And for the final topic of the day, uh Americans are actually cooking less, and this is another kind of millennial-centric article, but basically uh, millennials feel that cooking takes too much time, and they don't, you know, or I should say we include everybody uh, who's on this podcast here, uh, we, we definitely value our time, and we don't like to prep food take it out, wash it, throw that seasoning on it. Then you got to put it in the oven for 40 minutes. You know, by that time, we could we could be doing other things, playing video games, watching Netflix, on the computer, writing our own articles, doing our own work for our own businesses. So we're just so time. We love to do things at multiple times. So, like, if you're cooking a full-blown meal, uh, you're not you're not going to really want to spend – an hour just to eat something within 10 minutes. You know, you're going to want to go out and get some food. You're going to want to invest in things like Blue Apron. Uh, Even Amazon is getting into the home cooking uh, business and being able to send meals out that take less than 20 minutes to cook uh, because they just know that the the generations coming up, man, that we're not the same as our parents. Uh, That brings me to... Like my dad, he cooked two really fire meals 
but they took him like they took like an hour to create and i'm just like man i just don't got it in me to make these meals so it's interesting to see where the cooking industry is going with companies like blue apron and amazon uh capitalizing in that market because millennials just don't want to spend the time to cook i'll put you on game hello fresh that's another one they mentioned that hello one. Yeah. fresh yes uh, that's we don't we haven't used it because it's a little bit pricey but that's one that people are doing um I mean, I can see that, you know, we like things quick, fast. I get impatient waiting for my lean cuisine to be done microwaving. So I can understand <laughs> that, uh, you know, people don't want to wait. But I, I feel like, like, everything is just going to be a trend. Because the thing with cooking is it does take a long time, yes. But you save so much money. And the one quick way to get you back to cooking is when you look at the end of the month, your bill for eating out or just expenses on eating that you could you know, definitely save. And you, that'll make you kind of go... All right, you know, let me get this cooking thing a shot. But yeah, I can see it. I know um, <laughs> it's funny because Sophia is the only one that cooks in our household like that. I I, I can. I kind of semi-retired though at my young age. But, you know, <laughs> she, she cooks all the time because she, I guess for her, she, she wants to try and eat things that aren't easy, accessible to get while eating out. And I guess like, you know, eating out kind of gets played out too because it's like, yeah. Chipotle, this and that. Those blue aprons and stuff, though, they're definitely dope, but they're pricey. And they, they, you know, the amount of meals you can get in a week, it's got you, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta really, you gotta really be committed to it. But I just think it's gonna come and go. I mean, I cooking's essential. You have to cook. You, you just have to be able to do it. You gotta be able to fry fish at least. You, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't you can't just have nothing going for you in the cooking department. It, it, it's gonna be a hard life. But that's interesting to see that those companies are definitely making moves. I, I I always see them and you know would love to try them out. But I'm just like ah, I can't I can't put the money in that wholeheartedly. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that. I'm going to forever spend money on is food. I'm not gonna lie. It's one of those things like everybody has their their thing they spend money on, whether it's TV, video games, clothes. For me, it's food, man. I'll I'll allocate my resources to having a good meal, whether it's eating out or preparing a good meal uh, from one of these subscription services. I haven't tried one yet either uh, because of like you said, I don't know if it's worth the cost especially if you can just go to the grocery store. Um, but if they ever got to a point where they made it competitive with retail shopping, uh, I definitely see a market for it because, yeah, I'm definitely, I don't like looking in different aisles for different ingredients. I don't like making lists, you know, to go to the grocery store. Man, I got to get sugar and paprika and uh, different you know, sauces to make this one meal that I'm going to finish in five minutes, you know? So uh, I definitely feel like there's an audience for it. But like you said, the price point's a little too high for the majority of people to kind of switch over to that. There's got to be some kind of additional benefit, whether it's, you know, subscribe with us for a year and uh, you get a free month service or something, I don't know, some creative to where it's going to entice me to go all out and switch over to something like Blue Apron or whatever, uh, HelloFresh or anything else that comes out in the future. Yeah, that's very justifiable. Makes sense. Completely agree with you. I mean, it, it they're worth it, but it's like I said, it's just a lot of cash to put down. I will say that the cool thing about HelloFresh is, I don't know about Blue Apron or anything, but they actually give you recipes that they like, suggest throughout the week, and they 
give you all the ingredients and you cook it yourself. So it's kind of the cool thing where you not only get to cook your meal, but you get to cook this brand new thing and experience it, you know, for the first time for the most people. So that's that's definitely dope. But yeah, I think uh, the market has to develop. It's definitely there. I think it's I think it's for families. It's something worth considering because if you're feeding four people, maybe the grocery store isn't viable. Maybe those HelloFreshes or those blue aprons make more sense but if you're by yourself and or with someone else then yeah it might not make much sense because who wants to drop you know 75 bucks a week to get four meals when it's like you know we could just we could do some popcorn one night <laughs> some, <laughs> some chicken wings and french fries the other night you know you can make it work but i i i, I totally agree and I, I see your point yeah most definitely man and uh you know i just want to see where this goes but hey you know, we're coming to the end of, of the show here. I know my co-host uh, usually drops the plug here, so I'm going to definitely make sure he lets the people know where to reach us. So, Emilio, tell the people where they can find us. The people can always find us at these selected spots. If you are trying to get in contact with Educational, we are on a variety of different means of social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Hustle. That's all one word, Educate Hustle. There we post behind the scene videos, snaps, and inspirational stuff that gets you moving and grooving throughout the week. You can also follow us on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. Same deal as Snapchat. We post photos and Paul, if you're really lucky and you ask nicely, we'll give you some curated, personalized motivation for the week bravo you can also like our page on facebook it's very easy just go to facebook type in educate hustle that's two words educate hustle you know you reached the right page because you'll see that logo that you guys all know and love and then of course i have to take a break from that plugging to dive into some more plugging if you haven't already what are you waiting for please 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 rate and review us on itunes it's such an easy thing to do well, I should say Apple Podcast now, but all you have to do is go to that purple mic icon on your iPhone or iPad. Once you click in there, search Educate Hustle, two words. You'll see our show logo. Click on that. In the middle of the screen, it's going to be a review tab. You hit that tab. You put a title of the review. You put the stars of it, and you write the review. It could be something short and sweet as it's lit or something long, deep, and meaningful as it's still lit. We'll take our... We'll take all anyways. Please, 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 if you haven't done already, make sure you do. Because when we get reviews that come in, our show awareness goes up. And when our show awareness goes up, we get more guests. So when we get more guests, we make better shows. And it all becomes a circle of life. So please, 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 if you love us and you love what we do, rate and review us. Please. Now, to get out that plug-in, to go back to my initial plug-in, if you want to really reach us one of the best ways to do it actually follow us on twitter at educator underscore hustle once again that is educator underscore hustle there we do daily interactions tweets and we talk about things that matter such as where you can find the latest episode and what we really think of our guests they're always amazing and then last but not least if you want to collab you want to just say hello you want to give us feedback you want to tell us about your day do not hesitate to email us at Educate us a podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is educate us a podcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, bro, lead us out, man. Man, people, 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 always look on the bright side. You know, it's easy nowadays to get torn down my negativity, but always look at the bright side. I, I I related to my girlfriend Sophia Monday, very, very pessimistic outlook because she is trying to further herself. 
and things have happened that have derailed her. And then come today, bright as, bright as can be because she's gotten some opportunities that came out of nowhere. So it's easy to be negative and look down in that moment. But you got to let time pass. You got to be patient. And once the time passes and that patience has, you know, paid off, you'll be thinking to yourself, man, why was I even sweating? So you never know what blesses around the corner. So don't spend time being negative. Just spend time focusing on what you got to do and putting yourself in the position to ensure that you do it. And as always, you got to stay educated and keep hustling.